It's a great day for a podcast. I don't care if I offend you. I was put here to upset you. You can cry and you can scream. You can ride in the streets. You defunded the police. Now there's no one to protect you. Here he is, John Oakley. What a great afternoon for talk radio. Here we go into hour two. Tom McDonald. Much anticipated being on this program, given that this song, Fats, just dropped the other day and it's already skyrocketing. Well, it skyrocketed up the charts to the prominent position of number one, even eclipsing Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj in various iterations. And what I need to find out is how he managed to get into a collaboration with Ben Shapiro, the political commentator. And also the uh, editor emeritus, I guess, of the Daily Wire. So let's get Tom McDonald in here. Tom, how you doing? How are you keeping these days? Good, John. Thanks for having me back, man. Appreciate your coming back. Uh, I mean, it's interesting, number one, uh, because number one is where your status is at present. So tell us about that. I mean, how this song got to be uh, number one. I mean, uh, we're talking about some stalwarts in rap music, Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, and so on and so forth. But you are number one at present, if I've got it right. YouTube views right now approaching 8.5 million. Correct. Even uh, outside of the hip hop realm, we've um, we're at number one in all genres um, in multiple countries around the world. So we've eclipsed Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and uh, Morgan Wallen and <clears throat> tons of other fairly large uh, mainstream artists that have dropped at the same time as us. So it's been a wild ride. Um, ben and I bumped into each other on the street back in 2019 i'm not even sure if he knew who i was and we took a photo together i uh, posted on social media and then um i think maybe he tuned in at that point so at some point last year i did a quick little spot with on the shapiro show and we did an interview and and ben made a joke about uh you know maybe dabbling in the uh in the hip-hop genre and made a joke about making a rap song together and um here we are in 2024 and just a short year later um, and we've made it a reality. And as you said, the video's out now and um, eight and a half million views in four days, number one in all genres all around the world. Um, you know, it's literally one of the biggest songs on planet earth right now. So um, I knew that we were doing something special when we were making it, but I had no idea uh, to the level of which we were going to take it. So it's been, uh, it's been exciting. To what do you ascribe the success then? Uh, what's really behind it that this has gone to the level it has? Well, you know, part of it is, you know, I've had like 40 number ones um, on Billboard over the last five years. And so I have a fairly large audience and so does Ben. So part of it is the combination of uh, both of our fan bases. Um, but, you know, I think I think an, an even larger part of it is uh, I think people are just tired of the sort of manufactured, overproduced, wrapped in plastic, um, overbranded garbage that the mainstream music industry pushes down people's throats constantly um, in in music. So I think that we present um, sort of an attractive alternative to that. And, you know, the song is called Facts, and it's all about, uh, you know, sort of taking a stand against not only the status quo of hip hop and the Gar cars and girls and clothes and drugs and guns and uh, glorifying all that type of thing. But it also takes a stand against sort of the the woke washing of um, not only the United States, but uh, North America in general, Canada included. And, you know, it's going on all over the world. So I think it's just a message that uh, that resonates with a lot of people. 
And needless to say, I think we talked about this the last time, you've got what's called escape velocity. You get so big, uh, they can't shut you down. They can't cancel you any longer because, well, uh, you've managed to gain that status as the largest independent rapper or maybe even rapper now uh, in the known world, and they're not going to shut you out. But they are trying to suppress you over certain lyrical content. If I've got it right, uh, TuneCore, they've denied distribution of your song because of so-called lyrical content. I've looked at the transcript of the lyrics. I've listened to the song. Uh, I'm not entirely clear where they might find offense. Can you tell me? Uh, yeah, so TuneCore, which is a distribution company for independent artists, denied um, distribution of the song. So we had to go uh, through alternative means to even have the song ex existing um, on iTunes and, and Spotify and Amazon, etc. Um, so they denied it on the basis of, quote unquote, lyrical content. And as far as I can tell, the most controversial lyric in the song is actually the first line. Uh, where I said, um, they call me offensive and controversial. There's only two genders, boys and girls. Um, so they told me it was a lyric uh, that was very early in the song. So to my estimation, that would be the lyric, uh, which is sort of mind boggling that stating uh, a biological fact has become uh a lyric that is too controversial for a distribution company to want to stand behind a record. Um, but that's sort of the upside down, uh, backwards uh, freak show that we're currently living in. But the song is called Facts uh, with Ben Shapiro. Tom McDonald is a rapper who's enjoying status as the number one rapper right now. Uh, this is not just iTunes across all platforms. It features Ben Shapiro, and uh, he's even eclipsed Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, and others such as uh, well, Ice Spice, too, uh, on that list of top tens. I'm kind of curious because, uh, you know, this distribution company, uh, they're missing the boat on this. I mean, you must take some kind of psychic gratification knowing that uh, you don't really need them. I mean, it's in the lyrics as well. They can't cancel my message because I'm the biggest independent rapper in the whole freaking world. I mean, how how emboldened are you by that status? Um, You know... I still feel like the same, uh, you know, I've been writing music since I was 16 years old. So it's, it's this sort of bizarre. Um, I still feel like the same 16 year old kid, uh, writing rhyming words in his, in, in, in his phone. Uh, so to sort of have reached this level, um, to never have taken a record deal, to never have compromised, uh, the things that I wanted to say, um, to never have allowed, the establishment or the music industry to uh, censor or manipulate uh, what I'm trying to do. Like I'd, I'd be lying if I, if I didn't say that that was not extremely, uh, extremely gratifying, but I'm, I'm just, I'm also just very, very grateful and thankful that um, I didn't make the mistake along the way that many other artists make. And that's, you know, taking a record deal and signing to a label and being beholden to people who can sort of control um, the content of your music. So, I mean, it, it feels good. And it was, you know, it was never by design. It was never by intention. These were things that I wanted to say that I felt compelled to um, voice on a platform. So, um, you know, it's all kind of just a, a big, happy accident. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I work so much, uh, 16, 17 hours a day. It's the only way that I can compete uh, with the music industry is if I outwork them. So, but whenever I get five minutes, I, I, I try to relish in it when I can. Again, with rapper Tom McDonald uh, featuring 
Ben Shapiro on his latest, uh, that's facts, just dropped this week and it's already skyrocketed to number one. But there's also this allegation that the industry is trying to suppress it and uh, not let it get to number one, notwithstanding that you managed to make it number one. Uh, is the suppression beyond the distribution company TuneCore or are there other factors at play? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, currently there's a situation going on on YouTube where um, our video was trending at number two on YouTube and the number one video was Megan the Stallion's new song. And, uh, you know, just giving both videos a, a, a quick a quick look and analyzing them real fast. Um, it's like our video has millions of more views than Megan the Stallion's video. Our video has tens of thousands of more comments than Megan the Stallion's video has. Um, we have more likes than her. So every metric that YouTube uses to determine where a video lands on the trending chart, uh, we had far surpassed Megan. Her video was performing objectively worse than ours. And um, it didn't matter how many views we got or how many comments we got or how many shares or how many likes, it didn't matter how far we pulled ahead in the metrics. We were just not uh, able to cross into that number one spot on YouTube, uh, which is super frustrating. I've had problems on the YouTube trending charts before. They've, I've, you know, I've been trending at number six, and then you go look at the trending charts, and the trending charts go one, two, three, four, five, seven. They've completely removed me off the trending charts, and we, we've had video suppression and shadow banning and all that stuff uh, happen in the past. So what's happening right now with this video not not allowing it to go to number one? Not surprising. Uh, it's to be expected. Very frustrating. Um, but you know, all we can do is we're, 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 we really are, you know, it's like David and Goliath. Like we really are up against a machine here and Megan, the stallion signed to rock nation, rock nation is part of universal universal has a relationship with YouTube, uh, where they, you know, have invested X amount of money, X amount of money into YouTube over the years. And they would expect YouTube to support, um, their artists for that reason. So, you know, I don't think it matters how impressive our metrics become. I don't think that they will ever allow us to take that number one spot um, because I think universal music standing in the way. And I could be wrong, but you know, I've talked to a lot of people and that seems to be the general consensus. But in some way, I guess, perversely or paradoxically, uh, this adds more luster to uh, your appeal, given that, you know, in some ways, would you almost say uh, your success is also predicated on the fact that, ironically, uh, your counterculture in the current milieu? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I, it's, 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 it's kind of funny because, you know, they do these things um, to throw up roadblocks and make things difficult for us. And it's like my entire career has been built outside of the music industry, completely separate from that system. Uh, we're no stranger to doing things the hard way. Uh, we prefer to do things the difficult way. And any time that they remove us off the trending charts or prevent us from um, being publicly acknowledged as number one or refuse to release our songs on distribution services, to me, um, those, you know, for some artists that might paralyze them that might demotivate them and stop them in their tracks. But for me, uh, that's just throwing fuel on the fire. And my fans are no stranger um, to the ways that we've been messed with and suppressed over the years. So, um, you know, it, it doesn't slow us down. It doesn't demotivate us. It actually does the opposite. Uh, it lights a fire and uh, pushes us to go even harder and scream even louder. And, you know, it's not hard to look at these charts 
and use critical thinking and say, oh, even as an average listener, I can see what's going on here. I, I, I can see that they're being messed with. Um, it's obvious. So, it, you know, it provides us an opportunity to tell people, hey, this is what's going on. And not only does this happen to us, it happens to many, many, many independent artists everywhere. And it happens consistently all the time. Um, and uh, that there's a great message there um, in itself to show people that, you know, we're trying to win this game and they've rigged the game and it's easy to see. And yet uh, your success is predicated on a message uh, that seems to, as I said earlier, run uh, to the current social mores uh, or current culture. For example, in the chorus of facts, uh, this ain't rap, this ain't money, cars and clothes, we ain't selling drugs, we ain't gonna overdose, we ain't pushing guns, ain't promoting stripper poles, we won't turn your sons into thugs or your daughters into hoes. I mean, uh, that's obviously uh, just sort of running against the grain of what is promoted in much of contemporary rap and hip hop. Uh, so do you go harder in that direction still? I mean, it's almost like uh, you've thrown the gauntlet down and saying uh, whatever else is being the prevailing, let's say, narrative, uh, you're just going to go in the opposite direction. Damn the torpedoes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the people that have fallen victim to that type of music, um, you know, prior to... Um, the current success I've had, like uh, listening to that type of music um, made me want to live that lifestyle. And I got caught up in uh, severe alcoholism for many years, which led to a just catastrophic mental breakdown. And uh, I didn't speak to my friends or my family for a year and I quit making music for a year and I was just very uh, mentally unwell. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of mind boggling that the industry knows that the target demographic of hip hop is like 18 to 35 or 18 to 30 year old uh, youth. That's the target demographic. And it seems like the content that uh, romanticizes violence, uh, promotes um, party culture, drugs, alcohol, etc., cars, girls, clothes, all that stuff. It seems like that content, um, they know who they're giving it to. They're giving it to the youth and they're pushing it harder than they're pushing anything else. And I, I know firsthand that that type of messaging and that type of content is destructive. It was destructive to me. Um, so I could only imagine how it is for the younger generation now. They're being bombarded with all types of gender theory and critical race theory and da-da-da-da-da. And then to also be getting it pounded into their head through pop culture. Um, I know that the uh, effect that that can have firsthand. So for me, I've always tried to do the opposite post my mental breakdown post addiction. I've always tried to make music that empowers people, that gives people information, um, that gives people an alternative, something to listen to that actually encourages high moral standard instead of the erosion um, of, of a generation. So, Tom, you see yourself as a so-called cultural warrior? Uh, you know, I've never really, uh, people call me that all the time. I've never, use that term to describe myself. Uh, I'm just doing what, uh, you know, this is, this is a very personal journey for me. Uh, I don't need to be part of any culture war or the head of a movement or anything. This is a very uh, personal war that I'm waging. And um, it's, you know, it's, it, it does resonate with a lot of people. So maybe sort of by de facto, I've become uh, 
that role for many people, but it was never my intention. I'm flattered by it. Um, I think that's great. But, you know, I'm just a guy making the music that I love, telling my story and, uh, you know, raging against the machine the only way I know how. So, But you do wade into certain controversial areas. I mean, uh, gender is one such in the opening line of your song, uh, which many people would find problematic or controversial. Uh, I don't know if you get into the political realm at all, expressing yourself on, you know, let's just say, the Trump versus Biden uh, yeah. binary, uh, any of that? Uh, I mean, how do you comment on that when you go into those areas? Uh, you know, I make uh, a lot of videos, like little funny skits and uh, commentaries online all the time. Um, but again, that's the stuff that personally uh, interests me. And, you know, I think a lot of people do exploit those things um, because they're sort of hot button triggering issues. Um, but for me, it's just like, I don't know how everybody is not thinking about this stuff constantly. It seems like everywhere we look, it's in, it's on the news, it's in the paper, it's all over the internet everywhere. It's, you know, Disney incorporating those themes into their movies. It, it just seems like we're constantly being hit over the head with this nonsense. Um, and, you know, I don't know how everybody <laughs> isn't thinking about it as much as I am. Um, so, you know, I talk about it all the time because I'm absorbing the same information that everybody else is. Uh, I think that just the difference is a lot of people um, are scared of ridicule and crucifixion at the hands of the Internet. Um, so I think a lot of people just shut up and um, just go with the flow and let it happen. And for me, it's just like. I really don't care if the entire world hates me for thinking the things I think and feeling the things I feel and saying the things I say. So um you know, these are things I talk about with my friends and my family all the time. And I think a lot of other people talk about it with their friends and their family. The only difference is I have a platform and I'll go on my phone and I'll talk about it publicly. And I think that's important, um, you know, because, because people are so scared uh, to, to talk about these things. So I'm just, you know, I'm never going to be the guy that shies away from an important issue. So I, I'm fine with being out on Front Street. Well, we appreciate you coming on the program and uh, giving us a sense for uh, Tom McDonald, along with Ben Shapiro in the latest facts. Uh, it's number one right now, iTunes and other platforms. Tom, always good to talk. Wish you the best. We'll do it down the road again, I hope. Sounds good. It's always a pleasure, John. Thanks for having me, man. You got it. Over and out, Tom McDonald, rapper. Started out in Calgary. He's now in Los Angeles and uh, you know, was rather forthright about his own feelings and his thoughts. Listen to The John Oakley Show live each weekday afternoon from 3 until 6. If you live in the Toronto area, just turn that AM dial to 640 and listen anywhere on Earth 24 hours a day by going to 640toronto.com. Follow on Twitter at AM640Oakley. You've been listening to A Curious Cast. New podcasts and shows are debuting all the time. So check back often to see what's new in the Curious Cast Library.